Welcome to the Jesus Collective Podcast. We're a network that exists to provide relationships and resources to amplify a Jesus-centered movement, and we seek to embody a more hopeful vision of following Jesus in our cultural moment. Join us as we learn from those who are looking to live out a greater Jesus centricity in their areas of leadership and mission. If you're new to Jesus Collective, welcome. Check us out on social media or at JesusCollective.com for ways you can connect to this growing movement. Okay, let's get into today's podcast. Welcome to our listening audience. It's me, Paul Walker, one of your co-hosts on this podcast for the Jesus Collective. And I am just so excited to be with our core Jesus Collective leadership team. Hey, Adam. Hey, Laura. Hey, John. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, everybody. Great to be Hi, here. Hi, everyone. It's good to be back with Paul Walker on the podcast. It is I and you, our dear listening audience. I don't know where you're joining us from, but we're really excited that you've taken the time to to listen and plug in uh, to this podcast. So today we are looking at a check-in with our core leadership team. Uh, we want to ask them what's going on since our last podcast that happened in September. And as you're going to discover, there's a lot going on. And we love that you've just taken the time to plug in and join us for this. So I want to ask the group here, what's been going on since September 20th, our last podcast where we checked in with you? What are, what are you folks seeing? What, what's getting you excited these days? Wow. There's so much going on, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. I think last time we were on, we were, we were about to have our retreat away. We were coming together as a tech team, bringing some other voices in. We asked everyone to pray about that. Um, so I think we, um, we did that. We had our, we had our days away. They were amazing. Um, we looked at our purpose. We looked at our vision statements and our values and why we're here and what we're about. That stuff was amazing. I think there's real momentum. We're seeing people leaning in. We're seeing people connecting in. We're seeing people like contributing their skills and their gifts into the movement. There's so much going on. Like it's really we got, a, we got a new board too. We since we met last, we have a new board and we board. have we have seven Jesus Collective partners who are who are a part of what's called the extended leadership team who are leading uh like real aspects of the mission of Jesus Collective forward. They're moving it forward. So like that's a huge win too, in addition to everything oh, yeah. that Adam has been said. Yeah. That, that's really amazing because in our last conversation, I know like there was lots of discussion about empowering people and really yep. trying to, to get the momentum there and hear that, okay, new board, new extended leadership team. That's that's a lot of work. If you've ever worked in nonprofit work or even for-profit work, that's no small task. That's like a hundred conversations. So that, that's kind of huge. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Adam, you mentioned and I really want to double click on this. You mentioned like we had asked or you had asked our viewing audience, please pray because yeah. uh, the team was headed away to do some right. uh, visioning. They wanted to kind of do some future discernment. I'm curious what has emerged out of that. What, what, what can you share with us today? Well, like I said, we had a really good time. And I think that what we understood was – not just who we are as an organization, but the moment that we find ourselves in. I think we, you know, our purpose statement says we believe we stand in a new movement, a new moment. Like this thing is so much bigger than us. This thing is so much beyond us, but we recognize there's something bigger going on across the church globally. And we recognize that's the context within which Jesus Collective exists. It, 
you know, maybe a new reformation is underway, perhaps, um, which focuses on Jesus at the center as a revelation of who God is, as the inspiration for how we live and lead, and as the giver of the spirit who guides and empowers. In that context, we at Jesus Collective exist to amplify this movement, to provide resource and relationship for those who choose to participate in a more hopeful, Jesus-centered Christianity. So we, I think we really understood what we're about the moment that we're in and what it is Jesus Collective's role to do to amplify this, the, this moment that we're in, to give resource to it and to create context of relationships so we can navigate this together. We understood our values, humble curiosity, courageous disruption, generous power, diverse unity, radical transformation. And we understood what is ours to do, that resourcing and that relationship, the two kind of key towers, the two pillars of what we're about, that we want to create resources that give voice to this moment, to this um, this new reformation that we're in, uh, this new moment that we're in, perhaps. So we... We want to give voice to some of that. We want to we want to speak into some of that, find the language of some of that, but also relationship, giving people context where they can navigate together, work through together. And then the kind of the crossbar of those two towers is our relational equipping, where we learn together, we form each other, we go deeper into things like the OLCs, et cetera. So these are the things that are ours to do. Um, this is the moment that we're in and really came out of those those few days with such excitement and enthusiasm and it meant that we've had to do quite a bit of a restructure of the organization we've had to show quite a bit of a focus we had lots of strategic conversations but there's a real momentum it feels like there's real enthusiasm amongst us that they and people are leaning in people are excited it's great so to see i have a curiosity um about this like was it like you guys gathered in this off-site context was it like a lot of scratching your head at first or was it like did you feel the sparks were flying uh did some of you fall asleep like how how no, did this happen no, like, no, no. like give us a were, picture there were sparks, sparks were flying sparks yeah. were flying we 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 flew in people so adam came over from the uk we did this in ontario we flew in people from the states we had people from other like the western part of canada and it was it was a time of like really reflecting on why does Jesus Collective exist? Like why are we here? Um, because we we were birthed in a what feels like now a different era. We were birthed in right. uh, pre-COVID, and then we existed primarily in COVID. We were birthed just on the heels of COVID. Then we existed primarily in COVID, and like everybody, the world shifted, and we have to figure out. Why are we here now on the other side of COVID and in, in this world that, you know, post-Christian, post-COVID, post-whatever <laughs> world that we're in? And we we came to this clarity that we exist to amplify the Jesus-centered movement that's happening that's bigger than Jesus Collective. But there is a bigger movement, and maybe it's a reformation. I like how, Adam, I like how we came to that language. Like maybe, perhaps there's a reformation happening, but it seems like all the conditions are ripe for a reformation for where Christianity maybe needs to return to Jesus. If at, if the last reformation centered the Bible, maybe this reformation is actually centering Jesus as the kind of core coalescing purpose uh, that Christianity needs to be reinfused with more of Jesus and maybe our world, well, certainly our world too. That makes my heart sing because like as a church leader, I can really relate really strongly coming out of the pandemic, if that's what in fact we've done. 
um, you had to ask some tough why questions. The world changed. It was, I was listening to a podcast with Mark Sayers. He says that, that pandemics are portals to new worlds. Yeah. And, and so it seems so obvious that you would have to continue to ask why. And so I'm curious, like you're having these big conversations, you're landing a why, what's that doing for you? Like, what are you seeing? Like what's happening in your heart as you like have clarity around this? Yeah. I'd be, I'd be curious, Adam, what, what you're taking, you're taking point on this vision and strategy. And right. I, I really appreciate your thoughts. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think it was exciting to see the shared sense of the moment that we were in from different parts of the world. You know, from US, from Canada, from West Canada, East Canada, from the UK, and there was a real, there was a real shared sense, and there was a, there was a shared sense um, again of look, this isn't our thing that we own, but it's our thing that we serve. It's our thing that we, we, we leaning into we want to we want to bring what we've got and i think so for me there was a real excitement you know like we've we stepped into this we you know we've kind of taken on these roles we're in this collective we're part of this community of people who are trying to navigate the world that john's just described and you know when you when you come together when the world shifts you actually have to ask questions going well does, does the world still need this or does it not mm. Like, is it, are we done? Or was like, and actually to, to come out of that with this, not just a, oh yeah, we still need it, but actually more now than ever, this, there was, it felt like there was such fire. There was such enthusiasm. There was such um, need. There was such clarity of thought that that for me was really exciting um, that we want to, um, I think one of the things that we understood, like, again, this isn't just about we're here to serve, but this transformation that we're talking about, this Jesus-centered transformation that we want to see across churches across the world will only happen if it's led by Jesus-centered leaders. So our role really isn't to train people to be better leaders, it's to equip people to be better followers of Jesus. And as we become better Jesus-centered followers ourselves, then we lead better Jesus-centered yeah. churches, yes. businesses, mm -hmm. organizations, communities, um, whatever that be. Because as with anything, if we, you know, we sense this is a move of the Spirit, well, then it's not ours to contain, it's not ours to define, it's not ours to shape, particularly. It's ours to um, submit to. It's ours to bring what God has put in us to bring to it. And I think that's some of what we're seeing. So we we want to see this formation in us first and in yes. each of us in this yes. community. And that's the move that's going to spread out across across the church and across our communities, not just into church leaders, but into leaders in all sorts of different settings, in business, in um, entrepreneurs and um, third sector and all, all different sectors of, you know, whatever context people are leading in, we want to see people be better Jesus followers yes. first um, so they can lead well. So tell and me how this is, how is this landing? Well, I, our sense is as we talk to people, so I've, I've tested this with people who are actually not in Jesus collective since we've met. What? There's and people that are not in Jesus there's, collective? There's actually what? people who I, are not I, in Jesus I collective. Because I can't believe it. If Jesus collective <laughs> is doing its work, it's always going to be the smaller part of the funnel because the bigger part of the funnel at the top is the movement itself. And we exist to amplify and equip that through relationships and through resources that, that will, you know, give to the movement. So uh, we serve a movement. And what I'm hearing them say is like, 
people are saying we are in a leadership crisis. Clearly, we're in a leadership crisis within the church. We don't have enough for one, but two, we keep seeing them fall from the sky like stars, so to speak. And we're, we're, uh, it's, it's sad, but leaders who are learning how to relate to power, how to navigate polarity leaders who are learning how to, um, like cultivate bigger inner worlds than they have in, in outer world. Right. And we've seen that flip. We've seen leaders who've cultivated a larger outer world than their inner world and not enough of the leading from their own transformation. So Mm -hmm. I hear people say, we need people to help launch leaders to be better followers of Jesus, first and foremost, full stop. And yep. then anything that comes after that, in terms of skills, in terms of leadership development, in terms of strategies, all of that, it flows out of it flows out of being. It doesn't come from doing. It flows out of a Jesus-centered, say, inner obsession, inner dependence with Jesus, and then you know flows out of that to how we lead the organizations or churches that we're a part of. And I'm seeing this. I work with leaders, and as leaders get transformed, their churches get transformed. I see this all the time. Their churches actually get transformed because the leader encountered Jesus in a fresh way and began to lead differently. And it takes root in their church or their organization. So, so John, like I hear this and I'm like, yeah, I'm a leader. I want to be transformed. I don't, I don't want to fall like a star from, from the sky. Like how, how would you invest in me? Like, what would it look like uh, for me to, to engage this process? Are you going to send me like a book or something? Like what, what's going to happen there? (laughs) I'm going to send you a book. Well, you know, so what came out of this moment, as Adam said, was, was relationship and resource. So I'll let Adam speak to the resource. I'll speak to the relationship. So we can find um, we can find a lot of information in a lot of different places. Like this is not our problem. Is like we don't have an information problem. We have a discipleship problem. Mm-hmm. We don't have an information problem. And uh, people do have access to information, but they don't have always access to relationships to learn together with others who want that same kind of learning or same kind of resourcing. And so for us. Like we want to create and we are creating opportunities for leaders to come together in and in incubating hubs. So right now we have 70 leaders within Jesus Collective who are paying to be a part of these hubs that we have where we gather monthly to peer encourage each other to learn from some people who are further ahead in different areas, learn from some thought leaders but to process that together and then to share and pool the wisdom and the learning and the failure uh, so that we are actually both in terms of our own inner transformation, but our community transformations that we're leading, that we're seeing benefit to them from us being together to be encouraged and to be better resourced. And, and, you know, we have, we have partners from all over the world. We have, uh, four continents represented in our partnership. We have six or seven countries represented and we want to create more room for people to be linking arms with others who are like-minded. And so because of that, like in January of 2023, we are launching five learning labs, which these are groups of up to five of, of up to 20 who are coming together around an aspect of Jesus centeredness as it applies to mission and are learning together how to do it. So we'll curate resources. 
uh, learning resources, and then conversations where people are finding shared challenges going into their ministry context or their leadership context, and they're they're trying it, and they're learning from it, and they're coming back and creating resources to better resource each other, and then we can give those resources to the movement so that the movement is like gaining traction and becoming more Jesus-centered in the transformations that come from that. Um, those would be examples. You know, within Jesus Collective, we have 400 leaders in the last year who were um, impacted through different equipping experiences that we were able to provide. And that could be being a part of a live podcast and interacting with a, a thought leader. That could be what we call online learning collectives, where you meet in, in groups for six weeks and do a deep dive on an aspect of Jesus and leadership. Um, it could be these learning labs that we're launching. It could be our hubs. Um, so those are some of the things that we are trying to do to create space for people to connect relationally, but also resource each other and be resourced. Mm-hmm. Relationships. Like I, I love that emphasis um, because like, especially as I'm a young leader and I find like, there's not a lot of people I can talk to. Like I have lots of friends. I have lots yeah. of like peer groups and stuff, but I don't have a lot of like leadership friends because often in like a small church or a big church, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're the like one person that's mm-hmm. holding your portfolio and like to be able to reach out to people that do your kind of work day in and day out. Like that's huge. And, and even more people that have like, they've been further on the journey than you and they can speak to your pain and give you like a place to, to name the things you can't name in other relationships. Yep. So yeah. And, and in a way that's not policed, yeah. we hear that a lot. It's like, yeah, this is a place of freedom. We're a centered set. We're a centered set movement. And so it's a place where we're not trying to police each other. We, we actually trying to create spaciousness to explore, to ask hard questions that we don't have the freedom often to maybe ask in our context, our leadership context. But here we can like process through those things with others who are not trying to police us, the, but they're trying to journey with us. Right. And and um, it's, you know, it's a space that uh, hopefully is spacious. And I think that that's the, I mean, you're a part of one of these, like yeah. you tell me what your experience is, or Adam, you tell us what your experience is coming in as a partner into leadership, but that's, that's the hope. Well, but, well, I'll just say this initially and then I'll throw it to Adam. It's like, you know, like I've gone to a lot of conferences in my day where anonymity, I could say whatever I want yeah. about myself, but there's right. something about like, you know, people get to know me and month after month, they're like, so how did that land? And then I have to share the embarrassing failure or the way I kind of maybe polished myself. So like my ego goes to die in community. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's, and like that, it's a slow process, right? Like we named earlier, like the idea that leaders are dropping like, like stars. And I think like, that's partly because some of our processes were like, come to this weekend event. And I've never got that from Jesus Collective. It's like, yeah prepare yourself for relationship, like gird yourself up. It's going to take time. Uh, You're going to have to be transformed and like, it's going to get messy. Like there's no easy promises here, which is like unfortunate. Cause like John, I I've been trying to beg you for an easy fix all the time. I'm like, can you just like lay hands on me and I'll be all good now or something. (laughs) It just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. We're mostly a virtual network. I can't even touch you. So like, (laughs) sorry. Do you know, that was what was so funny. Like I, so for my first 18 months, whatever in Jesus collective, it was, everything was virtual. And then I went over to the conference and literally you're meeting people for the first time, like face to face. And you're going, I feel like you're a lifelong friend. I feel like I've known you forever because we've, we've walked together. We've cried together. We've laughed together. We're like, we've journeyed together. And I think one of the things that I love about the whole relational aspect is, 
you know, we are we are leaders in a movement in a church where that recognizes it's all about community. You know, the way of Jesus cannot be lived in isolation, and yet we keep putting leaders in positions of isolation of yes. like of. Mm-hmm solitude really and kind of go well you need to be up on that pedestal but the rest of us oh yeah all community and it's like and actually here for me jesus collective is this community it's where we get to walk this together we get to disciple each other we get to cry together and laugh together we get to we get to wrestle this out together and that's something that's really beautiful that has has been really formational for me and i think the um you know from the re- to go back to your earlier question like to go from the resourcing side yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Let's let's yeah, the, talk the, about the relationship. Things, yeah. Tell us about the resources. Yeah, the resources. I mean, already, I mean, you know, we have, I think we have, you know, like tens of thousands, 20,000 plus um, listens, downloads of our um, of our podcast. We have, we already have blogs out there that have been all sorts of subjects like justice, peace, sexuality, women in the church. Like, We've already been producing resources, but I think there's a whole bunch more resources now that we uh, that we want to get out there to amplify this movement. Regular podcasts coming out, regular blogs coming out, creating videos. We have the um, we have the Mark Baker um, videos that are um, around the center set stuff um, already out there. We're going to be creating more of those of those types of videos, but also we want to create videos and resources and podcasts and blogs now um, around what we call the five markers. Um, these are kind of the theological markers that we think of this movement that we're in that god always looks like jesus and all scripture is properly read through him that to be saved includes belonging to a community like we were just saying under jesus called to live the life of the future now that evil is overcome through the power of suffering love that the holy spirit empowers us to partner in god's work of reconciling all things and that the church is defined by our shared center not by the lines that we draw Mm. these markers Mm. we think are key if you want to I've just skipped through those. Like, if you're listening and you want to know more about that, there's a great podcast um, that Megan did with Paul, where they where she kind of gave an overview um, of these things. Like, go and listen to that. It is absolute we'll, gold. We'll put it in the show notes. And um, it's going to be there. <laughs> absolutely yeah. gold. And then we're working on more podcasts where we're looking at each one of those individually. I think you know Paul and I have just recorded one of those. And so we we want to get we bring these resources are coming out, whether it be podcasts and whether they be blogs, whether it be video resources, trying to give some um, some scope to some put some flesh on the bones of what these markers are. What does that mean? How do we apply them? How do we lead churches in this context? How do we navigate some of the challenges that are in front of us? These are the resources that we're putting out mm-hmm. because we're trying to help leaders be better followers of Jesus. And like some of those resources are fire, right? Like one yeah. of the unique resources we put out last year was a conversation with with um, Johnny and, and Heather at Missio Day. And like it was the... Mm-hmm first time I had heard someone actually share about their experience of co-leadership and like that's a, a model that I have not heard anywhere else so it's like there's a lot of great stuff happening there so thanks for sharing that I I happened to notice Laura you're here with us and you've been kind of quiet so I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out I'm gonna you know double click and ask you like so we've heard from John we've heard from Adam they've they've like poured their heart out about like this power of like relationships this power of like relational resources but like in your context for the work that you do 
like what's needed to make possible this kind of vision and this kind of like mandate of what we're sensing Jesus Collective is about. Yes, thank you. I am still here. The um, there are so many plans and and dreams and things that are possible to make this come about, but it needs a structure to stand on. And so, as I, I mean, we spoke about getting a board into place. That's a huge part of it. We spoke about a variety of different things, um, but for things to function well, we need to have a structure behind it. We need manpower. We need um, good old-fashioned hard cash. There are just different things that have to function well, systems, processes, and what are those things involved. So I look at big picture, what do we need in the next six months? 125,000 Canadian dollars or 75 pounds, a thousand pounds. Not 75 uh, pounds, 75,000. Oh, that'd be Thank nice. you, yes. That'd yeah. be easy. Be- Adam could cover yeah. us today. I would chip in on that too. I would chip in on that. <laughs> Well, John, it could be American, 92,000 U.S. dollars. So this would be the quick answer. What do we need to make that dream possible for the next six months? Um, And yeah, that would bring us until June. We would do a variety of different things. I think I'll let, we'll each speak into some of this, but talk about amplifying the movement very specifically. What would that bring for us? Building up the partnership very specifically, what would that bring? And how would it help us develop a deeper um, donor base and a more a more sustainable way forward? Yeah, uh, I can speak to I can speak to one of those. Um, we need we need this money because we feel like we have a lot of good leading indicators. We have good proof of concept, so to speak. We have stories of transformation of leaders and churches. But we, we need to get the word out more because this is about sustainability. And so we want to invest in marketing and we want to make a hire to help us get the word out, especially in the, in the States, because that's a broader, bigger market where we think there's also many signs of interest in Jesus Collective. And so uh, we want to help amplify through the blog, through the videos, through the resources that we're creating that we are here. Like part of the problem is people just don't know we're here. And so that's a big intentional focus for us that we think there's hunger for a, a third way centered set Jesus centered approach in this polarized moment in this post-Christian culture, but more people need to hear that we exist. That would be one of the things that we need to do with this money in the next six months that we're trying to raise. I appreciate like your posture of like, help us give it away. Like there's just something so exciting about Mm. that. It's like not help us be more insulated, but, but help us like dream, help us, help us see the horizon. Like you've already named, like you have tons of leaders already leaning in and like these resources that are just naturally kind of like coming, coming about. And I'm just curious, like, like Adam, if you want to speak to this a bit, like, how do you imagine, um, yes, someone can come alongside. Laura, you can, you know, yeah. speak to this as well. <laughs> I think, you know, I think it'd be really easy often when you hear kind of organizers going, well, you know, here's our target, here's, here's, here's our fundraising. Sometimes it can feel a bit like, oh, well, this is what we need to survive, right? The preservation target. But this mm-hmm. isn't our posture. This isn't about, this isn't about preservation. This is about serving. This is about 
speaking into amplifying. This, this is because we all the signs that we're seeing are about life being birthed, about people who are looking for context where they can work out these challenges, where people have got, you know, we're moving from a we're moving from a model where we were heavily dependent on a church to a model which is across the whole network. And that's exciting. That's all part of maturing, growing up, um, stepping out. And and for me, that that's really exciting. And one, we, we see people joining in, leaning in, bringing their gifting, bringing their resources in so many ways. And whether that's financial, whether that's just bringing the skill set they have and going, how can I serve? What can I do? Like, I'm so committed to this movement. I'm so, I so see the need of this in the wider church that I want to bring whatever I can bring. And so I think people are leaning in in all sorts of ways, whether that's just going, I can give this much time. I can, I can give these resources. I think, um, I think what, you know, we're, we're taking a shift as well around our modeling. So we want to, we want to find those people who are really inspired by who, who are recognizing the moment we're in, who are recognizing the stuff that's going on around them and saying, we've, we want to resource, like we want to give into, we want to seed the Jesus collective, which is amplifying, which is resourcing, which is brilliant relational context. We want to give into that. And that's a lot of our strategy too. Like, so I think for now, it's up until now, it's kind of been, well, here's a bunch of people who are interested. They're going to join. They're going to be a partner. That's still a massive part of our strategy. Join in, join, become a partner, become a partner church, connect in, like bring what you have and, and let's resource all this together. But also, I think there's a whole bunch of people out there who are going, I see what's going on. I see the need for this. And I just want to seed into that. Not necessarily always for what I'm going to get out of it, but because I see the bigger picture of what this sees. And I think, so I think there's a whole myriad of ways that people can lean in, join in, give, contribute, participate. Um, but this is a community. This is about collective. This is about like us all bringing whatever God has given us and putting it in together to see where it goes. Because it seems to me, that the spirit is up to something pretty exciting and pretty dramatic at the moment. And it takes money. Yeah. Well, it totally takes money. Like I, I renovated my house. I tell this story on the podcast all the time. Like we bought a house in 2020, good time to buy. Uh, But man, do renovations, they cost something of you. Right. And like, there's a part of, you know, that journey where my wife and I, it's like, we, we had the fun, time imagining like oh this will go here this is what this bathroom will look like this is what this wall is going to look like but then we had to go to the bank and that that there's a whole side of like the practical stuff that meets the dreaming stuff too so and that's um, what's so interesting about jesus collective being in this season right now i would say we aren't just dreamers anymore we have this history of podcasts blogs videos we have concrete plans. So yeah, maybe the plans might feel a bit of a dream right now, but when we hear what what people are saying, when they're leaning in, we look at the partner base, we see that it's growing again. We see that um, there are learning labs planned with very specific outcomes so that we know like, what does it mean when we lean in together and where is this going? I think we have a track record that has, has demonstrates that a lot can happen. We can be transformed together. And so as much as we're still dreaming, what does it look like to have this $125,000 in our pocket right now? Um, What could happen next? Uh, What's so exciting is that we have a lot of that mapped out and we can say, okay, God, um, 
who can you, who are you bringing? And I would just ask anyone who's listening, do you want to see a Christianity that is more humble, that is less arrogant, that is more united, that is not polarized? And, and he's given us some of these tools and we've been sharing them and they're actually working. And so how do we amplify those who are out there who are doing this uh, in the, that greater Jesus collective movement and, and say, I want to support that. I want to lean in. What does that look like? Does that look like, hey, I can skip my coffee this month and give you a monthly donation instead? Or I really feel compelled. I'm going to give you this lump sum to help you get towards that goal. Because what Jesus Collective doing is not just for this organization. It is for the Christian, the, the more hopeful version of Christianity that we know is is starting to pop up around the world um and as john mentioned in multiple continents so how do we come behind this and fund this to see leaders um being transformed as, as john had said earlier that that so that you're being transformed into christ and more like jesus and his presence is what's being replicated in the churches we lead and so yeah there's very tangible ways to just invite people in I, i've just mentioned some of those in terms mm. of uh, large gifts or smaller perhaps but more monthly giving which helps us plan more of that sustainability piece as well um, but we're also looking at foundations donors that fund seed because we're still a young organization so in this stage we would still be looking for people who could come behind and do some seed funding um, and strategic partnerships so we're looking at all angles but we're asking you to as well and where would someone go support yeah. us let me yeah. can we add this one piece oh oh sorry <laughs> laura go ahead no, I was just going to say jesuscollective.com slash invest has how all the information on how you can invest into this movement. The the one thing I wanted to add is this $125,000 Canadian buys us a, a greater runway to develop our donor base because we are transitioning our funding model from one primary church mm-hmm. to now spreading this out across a broader donor base. And that takes time. And so this buys us more time. If you're listening and you're like, I want to give, but is this thing sustainable? Yes, it is sustainable, we believe. But we need more time to deepen the donor base. And your gift and investment would help us to do that. Can you speak a bit? One of you could one of you speak a bit to like, what does sustainability look like? What is our long term kind of goal uh for for the next you know couple of years around sustainability with jesus collective i think for me the the goal is about seeing a a movement of more and more people who are leaning in more and more people who are working this out in their context more and more leaders becoming better um jesus-centered followers um and sustainability actually i want us to be a pretty lean organization because we're not trying to create something that's a monster in its own or, it's, or even defines the whole movement and shift that we see going on around us itself. We're, we're a facilitator. We're a catalyst that to what the spirit is up to. So actually it's, this isn't about us trying to grow, um, particularly make us, you know, odd, like go, Oh, well, we want to be this particular huge size or we want to have this particular brand name or whatever. Actually it's, it's more about how can we be most efficient uh, amplifying, connecting, resourcing, um, relating, and and that for me um, is really is really exciting. But this movement, we feel that 
the spirit is prompting a whole bunch of people to lean in, amplify, to resource, to relate. We feel like God is up to something. And so the sustainability is going to almost feels like the wrong, the wrong question. I, I think we'll know. We already sense that the spirit is up to something. We already sense that God is involved in this. When we see people becoming better Jesus centered followers lead, then leading in their own context when we see people leaning in in a whole myriad of ways when we see this um extrapolating across a whole bunch of different cultures and contexts and um an increasingly diverse um spread of the theological scope of the church when we see this um expanding and motivating people to make ch- churches more welcoming more focused on the five markers that we've talked about and and modeling that out when we see leaders working these things out together i think for me that's that's the stuff that really that's the stuff that really excites me and i think yeah so it's about it's about leaning in and i think on the you know there's a question about okay so what you know what's your response what can you give what is it going to be a and and on and laura's talked about all of that but it's also about who do you know yeah. they because we want you to share this movement anyway we want you to share the podcasts, and we want you to share the blogs, and we want you to share the story. We want you to invite people into this, but also, who do you know that you might go, man? They'd love to give into this. I know someone who's who's got some resources, and this would be great for them to invest in. Um, like, who are the people you know? This isn't just about what's your response personally. It's also about well, and who do you know? Who do you know to invite in and who do you know to inspire to give? Well, this has been an exciting conversation and I want to thank the core leadership of, for just inviting me into this, for sitting down at the metaphorical podcast table. Mm. And uh, so I want to, I want to say this conversation is meant as a primer. We're trying to keep this really lean, right? Like lean, we're heading into Christmas time. We're all going to gorge ourselves, but we need some lean stuff in this season. And I want to say like, if you want to, if you want to explore this further, I have a couple invitations to you. Check out our website, jesuscollective.com. Uh, Laura mentioned that you want to check out the invest side. So that it's right there on the opening page. I also want to say, if you have any further questions, I want to give you just permission to reach out to some of our staff members here. You can find their information on the website. And feel free to send an email to connect at jesuscollective.com. That's where you're you know, your general inquiries can like help find the next step for you. And thanks again for joining us for this exciting conversation. Uh, Thanks for pulling up a table and listening to kind of the inside leadership dreaming and vision. And we want to invite you to just consider what, what might this mean for you in next steps? So here's to keeping Jesus at the center, friends, and have a great week. Have a great rest of your year. Or if you're listening to this in the future, 2023, Mm. uh, (laughs) you can still reach out, but I'm going to tell you Merry Christmas. (laughs) Thanks everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check out jesuscollective.com where you can find more resources and upcoming events learn about getting involved through partnership, and donate so we can keep offering content like this and engage more people and churches around the world. We'd also love to hear from you, so feel free to reach out to us with your ideas and feedback. You can drop us a message on social media or email us at connect at jesuscollective.com. Until next time.